Welcome back. You're listening to the Youth Take, a main boys to men podcast dedicated to lifting the voices of young people and engaging youth around topics of gender and violence prevention. Thanks for listening. We are doing things a little bit differently as we bring to you the first episode in our new three-part miniseries titled Gender Across Generations. This miniseries will star three members of our youth council as they have conversations with one of their parents about their experiences with gender and its effect on their lives. In this episode, Owen Stefanakos and his mother Victoria will discuss gender's effect on their personal lives as well as touching on gender as a societal construct and how new scientific findings further prove the narrative that gender and gender differences are in fact constructed rather than something someone is born with. Hello Youth Take listeners, my name is Owen Stefanakos and I'm excited to talk to you all. And I'm Victoria Stefanakos and I am Owen's mom. Awesome. So, I have a few questions for you having to do with gender and the way that you have perceived it and just your relationship with gender norms and whatnot throughout your life. So the first question is, how has your understanding of gender changed since your youth? That's a great question. I would say that I didn't think very much about gender when I was young. I was one of three girls in my family, and I think that our norms for what it meant to be a girl and what was expected of us were quite structured and somewhat traditional, and I was lucky that my parents challenged those norms, but there definitely wasn't a sense that there was any fluidity between the two. It was uh, more of a conflict between the two, that you were either a girl trying to be more masculine or a, a boy who wanted to express his femininity but there was very little in between and I would say that having you and seeing how things have changed even the last five years I would say has been incredibly eye-opening. That's super interesting. So my next question for you is how have gender roles and stereotypes changed since you were younger, since your youth? So I think in my youth, they were pretty, pretty straightforward. As I say, they were feminine and masculine qualities. And I had uh, support to challenge what was traditionally feminine. My mom always worked and in fact valued what we would say is traditionally masculine qualities. Um, and what was challenging for me actually was that um, when I had children, that I had to kind of figure that out myself because I didn't have good examples of either feminine or masculine or male or female or anything in between because they were really binary and neither of those felt right to me or whole to me. So as a mother, I had an incredible need to, uh, feel nurturing, but that felt wrong based on my upbringing because that wasn't my mom's norm. 
then as I entered the workforce, I actually worked for a magazine called Working Mother. And that was so ironic because uh, by the time I had you, Owen, I, I didn't want to leave you to uh, go to work, but I wanted to keep working and I couldn't reconcile those things. And so there were a lot of both economic and political challenges to the norms of, you know, both femininity and mothering and, you know, wanting to achieve things. And I think it, a lot of women my age really struggled in that time because it's it's been such a challenge. And, and we didn't want to forego all the incredible strides that women before us had made to give us lots of choices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you kind of already covered my, uh, my final question for you, but I, I will just go over it again so that you can kind of say it directly in response. So how has being a parent changed your views, your relationship with masculinity? Well, I think that being a parent of boys has been unbelievably helpful, both because I see in boys, uh, or at least what what is allowed of and expected of boys, a kind of freedom that I didn't experience as a girl that I think is just awesome. And a sense of like, wow, that's a whole nother experience that I didn't have because I didn't have brothers either. But also having kids uh, in this time, you know, you all are doing such amazing things learning about the ways we can expand our ideas about how we re relate to one another and ourselves. And I think if I didn't have kids, I don't think I would have access to that conversation. And I feel really grateful for that. you tell me what's your definition of gender so i to me gender is gender is traditionally um tied to biological sex and i think that that is flawed i think that gender is another way for people to define themselves and show who they are and relate to other people that being said, I think that the best way to look at gender is as something that each individual can figure out for themselves in order to create that strong sense of self, that powerful individualism that we all hope for. What are you noticing about the changing nature of gender among youth culture at this time? So I think it's interesting because while there is really, like what I was just saying, like there's really great strides being made, both just like by the general population intellectually, but also by people at the forefront of this movement for more gender fluidity. And yet, while that is the case, I think that in real life, there are a lot of very traditional gender norms that are continually reaffirmed. And it's interesting because many of the people, I mean, it's not like the, most people can just 
be apart from that. Like the societal pressures are still very, very, very much there. And so I do think that it is something that just takes time that the more we think about things and the more we're able to put them into action. And once it's put into action, it becomes habit. And then those habits kind of just get passed down through the generations. But I just think that while we still have made these great strides to understanding what gender means, that does not mean that the culture, even among very progressive youths, is even close to that point in in the development. It's, I think it's a great point because it's unseen and unknown to anyone, even if you're mindful of it, because it's so entrenched. And I think that's, it's an incredibly worthy aim and hard to yeah. see. Boys' brains are 10%, male brains are 10% larger. That's, you know, to be Doesn't expected. Men are, well, men are bigger, bigger yeah. on average. However, when you do, now that we have, what's fascinating about the, these developments that we have now, it's because we have access to this, you know, MRI and fMRI imaging, we can see things that we couldn't see before. And so with infants, you can do experiments like, you know. It's just, like identical. Well, so with infants, there's no color preference. They like all kinds of colors, black and white, all kinds of colors. Huh. But by the time they're about two, girls have been put in little bows and headbands and boys have been given. Pink. So the preferences are pink and red for girls and blue and whatever for boys. (laughs) And there had been old-fashioned sociological ideas like... Well, there used to be a preference for women to want pink and red because they had to pick white berries and they are red berries and they had to see if people were flushed in terms of like sexuality. And then, of course, if you think about it, that is completely European based because anyone yeah. in yeah, 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 yeah. would never be able to see that. Huh. Like it's completely skewed. So that's just not accurate. Not accurate at all. Huh. And th- so... So we just know, like, in this, just in this, like, last 20 years, I'd say, huge differences in what we can see. But the fact is, biologically, brains are, I mean, there are a couple of differences, but they're minor. Oh, yeah. And it's really culture. Yeah. And and nobody's aware that they're doing it because it's just so deep. So how have messages of gender stereotypes which are proliferated by media, institutions, and family and friends, how have they influenced your understanding of gender? So, I mean, I think that, I mean, first of all, you were talking a little bit about that with the um, colors, but I think that that is a part of the whole societal, um, just, it is, I really think that the right word is understanding because it's not like it's a, an active pressure that people are, necessarily like that everyone is just pushing and that it it very well may be the case that from certain people who do have very traditional values that they do put pressures on whether it be on their children or on other people around them but again from the perspective of someone who is around many very progressive young people those gender stereotypes and gender norms are still very very strong and while everyone is like, this isn't good, even though that is everyone in the community, it's like those are just so understood that it takes 
time to unlearn them because they're just so ingrained. And I mean, I really think that it's so difficult to like pinpoint any one place that's like, this is where most of, or anyone, whether it be media or people around you or like certain things that people will say, it's so hard to pinpoint what it is that are causing those stereotypes because it's just everywhere. And for the most part, it isn't even like clear that they're talking about gender. It will be like some sport, which is, is in like more masculine or more feminine, which then has a certain color palette, which then has a certain like connotation. When you're like, that isn't necessarily about gender, but because it all ties together, it's all part of the, it's a cog in the, like the giant machinery that is society. I think that everything plays a part. And it is very, very, very difficult to pinpoint what it is because it's everywhere. And so I think all that you can do is educate yourself. You can attempt to see those points because they're everywhere, but you also can't underestimate the importance and the impact of the minutia. And I really think it's all an awareness. I agree. And I think, as you just said, how deep and and kind of unseen it is, I think an image that comes to my mind is the notion of like, you know, uh, ruts in a road. And if, if you're riding along that road, it is so much simpler to continue riding in the ruts and to pull yourself out. It takes enormous amount of effort. All right. Now, finally, how have you felt supported in your gender? both in your relationships, within family, friends, professional situations, romantic relationships, anywhere? So, as with most of this stuff, I'm having a hard time coming up with, like, distinct examples. But what I have come to realize is that the most supportive things have been people just not focusing on what like if I'm doing something that isn't traditionally masculine there isn't necessarily like a need for people to tell me like you're doing great like this isn't like your I support you and what you're doing because again that calls attention to it it's the people that are just like it really doesn't matter that the way that if you're doing something that isn't traditionally masculine that in no way affects your value as a person and your your like masculinity and so I really think that it is just that the people not needing to point out something as being out of place for whatever gender um, someone identifies with that is the best support because it kind of in its own very quiet non- um, non-aggressive manner is reaffirming the reaffirming you and making those choices of not conforming to gender stereotypes. Do you enjoy being around people who have that kind of openness and acceptance of quiet openness like that? I think it's interesting because I don't really notice um, because it's all so subtle, but I think that I, I honestly, I don't know if it's that I 
try and surround myself with people who act in a certain way because I don't think that it's like there are certain people who act in a certain way. I think that in my own way, in supporting not not making comments to the the gender that a certain act should belong to, I like kind of impart some of that to the people around me. I, I really don't believe that it is around you that like you need to surround yourself with certain types of people because they're going to do act in a certain type of way. I don't think that people are that uniform and I mean have that much integrity with their opinions. I think that people shift and change and because of that it is important to just voice your opinion in a in a like quiet just kind of observational manner the the people um and it makes a difference so i bet it does yeah this is a great conversation thank you so much for joining me you're so welcome it's my pleasure Thanks for listening to the first episode in our three-part Gender Across Generations mini-series. And thank you so much to Owen and Victoria for sharing their thoughts with us today. Tune in next time to hear Sarah Stoffer and her father, Bill, and their views on gender. Hello, thank you so much for listening to The Youth Take. To support more conversations like these, please consider giving $5 at mainboystomen.org.